Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris for VeloSews, and today is the Sewing Save series because it's Friday. Get ready to listen in. Grab a cuppa. Sew Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Thanks for joining us on Sew Organised Style Podcast. This is the Sewing Safe series and we're welcoming back Katrine of Mending Mayhem. She's here to talk about four types of mending. Katrine, what have you got to tell us about today from Mending Mayhem? So today I'm talking about four different mending techniques. And I think I will mention Shashiko first because it's known to many people doing visible mending. Visible mending is a fun and creative way to preserve clothes. And you can choose from many techniques so men don't spend. Shashiko is an old Japanese way of decorating and mending clothes. Shashiko means little stabs. And from what I have learned, Shashiko seems to refer to the stitching process itself, while Boro is the final textile result of patching and repeated Shashiko stitching. And together they form a unique textile of visibly mended uh, art piece. Most people I know create visible mending know much more about shashiko than I do. You can find shashiko used in many forms, from a simple running stitch back and forth through a patch to intricate patterns. Common motifs are inspired originally from nature surroundings like ocean waves, mountain peaks, fields of grass resulting in connectric circles and geometric patterns. Poetic names such as persimmon flower and pine bark. Simple tools are used, a long needle, heavyweight cotton thread, and a shashiko timber. I always call my work uh, shashiko inspired because I'm not very good at following rules or not always using the correct tools. So I don't like to have any discussion about whether my work follows these rules or traditional techniques. After all, I, I am a maker and an artist, and I may not follow rules as a true shashiko expert. And I like to use whatever I have at hand. To be honest, I never owned any shashiko threads or tables, and I'm horrible in sewing straight lines or make even stitches. Actually, I'm very talented in making uneven stitching, <laughs> and sometimes I even cheat a bit. Luckily, there are some people that are way better with shashiko than me, and I enjoy seeing their work. They're very cool on jeans or other denim products. Kirste from Spiderweave Studio, who has been guesting for Mending Mayhem back in October, is making some beautiful shashiko mending. 
and Selena from Selene Am Ufai, who is sharing traditional Shashiko knowledge and very beautiful Shashiko stitching. She also found some inspiration from Lindsay Lindesan, very talented textile art artist who is living in Japan. Lindsay uses Shashiko-inspired work in her art using recycled materials and actually one of her first guest posts over at Mending Mayhem. She has a lot of very impressive work and some hand-stitched beads that are totally amazing. I also would like to mention Eva Kittelsen from My Visible Mend. You will find her earlier work over at her other account, Eva Kittelsen. She is a Norwegian textile artist who uses a bit of Shashiko mending in her work. Also, Eva also has a lot of gorgeous and breathtaking embroidery mends, caring a lot about sustainability and the environment. Also, she does mend in public. It's a great way to get people interested in the mending movement. Then I will talk a little bit about embroidery. Most of us know a bit about embroidery. Embroidery has existed in many forms in every population across the globe, but it's displayed on clothing, home goods, or as an artwork. The definition of embroidery is the art of applying decorative designs onto fabric using a needle. Manders often use embroidery to cover up a hole or hide stains or simply to embellish their work. There are a lot of different stitches to choose from, and so many ways to use it. I seem to have been using embroidery many times recently. I used to prefer to use my sewing machine for mending, as it's much faster. Now I have found myself enjoying hand stitching more and more. It's something about the quietness and slow process that makes you unwind and relax. What tools do you need to embroidery mend? First of all, you need a needle and some embroidery thread, cotton or wool, depending on what material you are mending, maybe a pair of embroidery scissors, and a hoop for embroidering can be helpful. If you are making a pattern or design, you might need a tailor's chalk pencil or a transfer paper. Beads or sequins can be added for more decorations. I like to make embroidery patches and sew them on after I'm done with the motive often using running stitches, creating a shiko-like pattern. Since I used to make a lot of jewelry in the past, I tend to use beads in some of my embroidery because I still have a lot of them and they do look good on some garments. Like a sweater I'm still working on for my mom. You have to make sure to attach the bead securely. Often when you buy clothes in a store with beads on, they will fall off. I use a double sewing thread and small stitches. And I just wash them in the washing machine regularly and they never fall off. Techniques are often used mixed when you are creating visibly mending. The techniques are determined by the artist. I might have mentioned the sisters Jan and Wendy from Boston and New York earlier, but they are definitely worth mentioning again as they have so many brilliant stitching tutorials in my profile and a lot of beautiful mending and embroidery. Vera from Reparin Liebe mostly uses embroidery in her mending and she does it very well. Inge from Inge Frimodi also has a bit of embroidery work and even a pair of garden gloves she did some embroidering on. 
then we have a patching technique. When we're talking about patching, patching can simply be placing a patch to cover a hole. You can apply the patch either on the inside or outside of a garment. There are many ways to use a patch. You can make it stand out or try to make it almost invisible. I think most people will be familiar to patching a hole. And it might sound a bit dull, but it doesn't have to be. For patching a hole, you will need a needle, sewing thread or embroidery thread, scissors, a sewing machine if you prefer. Patches from a fabric, you can use other worn out clothes to make patches. A few pins to secure the patch in the right place. Maybe some fusible interfacing. This is to secure the patch from fraying, so you can iron on, on the back. I do recommend the patch fabric is somewhat similar to the fabric in your garment. Patch need to be bigger than the hole, and sometimes there will be weak areas around the hole, so we might want to make a much larger patch to prevent a new hole to emerge. Remember, you will need to secure the edges of your patch before attaching it. This can be done using zigzag stitches, using a sewing machine, or use fusible interfacing. Or you can fold in the edges of a hole, or you can use a scalloping scissors. Ones like, look like a mouth of a crocodile. Sewing by hand, you can use blanket stitch around the edges. This can be done while sewing the patch onto the garment. Some fabrics won't fray, for example, knit fabrics don't fray easily, and so you don't need to secure edges from a hole in knit, knit fabrics. Sewing tips are pin the patch in place and start sewing on it, either by hand or machine. Often jeans and trousers will get a hole in the knee and it's difficult to get to by using your sewing machine. A good tip is to open the side seam a bit to get better access and sew it back on when you're done. Another good tip is to use small tips from old clothes as a patch. Children often have favorite clothes and they grow out of them very fast. Talking about patches, we must mention earring from Gather What Spills. You also remember friends patch that and used a lot of patches in the Monday. So candy of at Heartfeld Stitches sounds like a, a quite a unique person attaching pockets to everything. And her hashtag, Candy's post stamp quilt. Post stamp quilt. Hand stitch quilt she's making from tiny, tiny pieces of fabric. And she's uh, embroidering quotes from her children, family sayings, memories, jokes, songs. It's totally uh, amazing. So 3,350 pieces is what she's used to make this quilt. Tiny pieces of fabric that she has sewn and sewn together. That's amazing. And then we have Marisa from Andweris, who often make a little applique of some of uh, her patches. That girl seems to be able to use absolutely everything. She sounds like it. Yeah, if you want to find a profile to look about uh, reusing things, visit uh, Marisa. That's for sure. And that leads us to the applique technique. Applique is a technique where pieces of material are attached to larger pieces of material, often in a decorative pattern. This pattern can include lettering, geometric shapes or images. Often the two materials used will contrast in type, color and or texture that can be easily differentiated. Common applique fabric includes felt, fleece or quilting cotton. Applique can be 
accomplished with almost any material. Applique is often used to add color, texture, or embellish to a piece. This is a very fun technique and you can make almost anything you like. I used to create a lot of appliques when I started to mend, but not so much lately. I think I need to revisit this technique again. Yes. You can use applique directly on your mending project to make a patch with it, or to make a patch first. I think it's a good way to mend t-shirts or leggings. And you don't need any backing of the fabric pieces. Yeah. This technique does need a bit of work if you are cutting out small pieces and ironing on the interfacing. The motif can be sewn on by hand or machine. Stephanie from Swoodson say use a lot of applique in her mending, making unique pieces of garment that is often better than the original. You also have the reserve applique technique where you put a piece of fabric underneath, draw a motif on the top, stitching around and then cutting out the top fabric. It can be a bit tricky to use for mending as the motive must fit the hole or stay, and it's worked better with the t-shirt fabric or non-frame fabric. I've used it for mending leggings. Katrine, you've done well. You've done really well, Katrine. Thanks. I'm not used to talking here. <laughs> I'm really honoured that you've been able to come onto to Soul Organised Style Podcast to share what you know about mending. Oh, that's great. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for having me. I really enjoy working with you. I'm always happy to make sure that people know that you are very skilled in mending. You're way too kind. Thank you again for being on the podcast. Have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of Soul Organised Style Podcast was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Katrine of Mending Mayhem, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organised Style Podcast, spelled with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google and from all good podcast distributors. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.